Welcome back. Today we're looking at Mark chapter 6. We'll be finishing off the chapter looking at verses 45 through 56. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your goodness. God, I thank you for your word. Lord, I just ask that as we enter into this time of just reading and reflecting upon your word, which you've given us, that you would teach us. Holy Spirit, come and just let us see your truth, your life. Let us see Jesus in your words, that our lives would be transformed. Father, no matter what we're walking through, no matter what anyone has faced this week or has lying ahead of them, God, I just ask that you would just give them your strength, give them the reassurance that you are with them and that you see them and that you are working in their lives. Father, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 6, starting with verse 45. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on land. He saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea, and would have passed them by. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and cried out. For they saw him and were troubled, but immediately he talked with them, and said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he went up into the boat, went up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased, and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled, for they had not understood the loaves because their heart was hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to the the land of Gennesaret and anchored there, and when they came out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him ran through that whole surrounding region and began to carry out on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard he was. Whenever he entered into into the villages, cities, or country, they laid the sick in the marketplace and begged that they might just touch the hem of his garment, and as many touched him were made well. So we've got a lot going on here, but I want to jump right into the beginning. Um, We've just seen Jesus. He was out and he fed the 5,000 men, so probably about over 15,000 people with just a few loaves of bread and some fish. And now he immediately puts his disciples into a boat and sends them across to the other side. Um, He sent them off while he dismissed the crowds. And in verse 46, it said he went and when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Um, There's not a whole lot of interpretation or like deep looking that's needed in that verse. But think about it, if Jesus needed to cut away and pray, if Jesus needed to take that time to talk to his father, it's something that's going to be vital for us as well. Um, If you don't have a prayer life um, that's more than before dinner or before bed, I would strongly encourage you to just get alone with God, set some time apart, just turn off the phone, turn off the distractions and get alone and take the time to pray. Um, It's a connection, it's a communion, it's a conversation with God that you can't replace with anything else. That's if Jesus needed it, um, so are we, so do we. Um, so going on to verse 47. Now, when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining at rowing for the wind was against them. So Jesus is on the land and he's looking at his disciples and he can see that they're struggling. He can see that they're working hard because of the circumstances they're in. Um, it's not like it, the, um, It's not like it's a big storm that's going to take them out. It's not like it's something that's going to capsize their boat. But what we see is that they're straining. They're struggling. The wind is against them. 
They're trying to get across the lake and the circumstances and what's going on is pushing back against them. Um, And Jesus sees that. And then it says, now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. So the fourth watch. So just by reading this, there's some time that's passed. Jesus saw them. And then at the fourth watch, so the fourth watch is the last watch of the night. They broke the night up into four sections, four watches for the guards. Um, and for our time, it would have been between like three o'clock. It would have been sometime between three o'clock and six o'clock in the morning. So Jesus saw them straining and he continued with what he was doing. He let them continue to strain, but he saw them. So don't think that he just abandoned them, that he was, he was unaware, unconcerned. He saw them. But now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea and would have passed them by. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and they cried out for they saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. So Jesus saw they were struggling and he came and he was, the Bible says he was going to walk. He would have walked right on by him. But when they saw him, they cried out. But Jesus came to them in a way that they were not expecting and it frightened them. Folks, I'm going to say that as we, as we pursue Christ, the more we get to know him, even if you've walked with the Lord for a while, the more we get to know him, the more we're going to see him at work, the more we're going to see him show up in situations. And it's not always going to look like what you would expect it to. There are going to be times, I promise you, when God's going to show up in ways that almost that are startling can almost appear frightening. He's a supernatural God. Think about this for a second. He is a God that stands outside of time. He is supernatural. There is nothing that he cannot do. There is nothing beyond his control. And Jesus is God in the flesh. So we see him here. He, he showed up in a way that, no, that he should have not been able to show up. And he was walking on the water. Um, I'm just going to say it. The Christianity many of us have known has been kind of like somewhat like less than what it was intended to be is probably the nice way to say it there there's we don't expect certain things we find we find ourselves that we we read our bibles we go to church we pray we do all the things we're supposed to do but sometimes we lack we lack actually encountering the power and the reality of who god is and when he shows up friends it can be frightening it can be scary um but the thing is he's real he is a supernatural god so why would we expect him to show up in our natural ways? Are there times, are there times when he does? Yeah. He walked physically with his disciples, but there were times when he just stepped outside of what was normal, what was natural. And he stepped into that in his power and his authority. So when we see those things, don't run away from them. We're going to look for God and look for Jesus in those crazy times. When you're in the midst of something that you're just straining and you're straining and you're straining, Don't be surprised if he shows up in some way that's unusual that you're not expecting, but he's going to show up. He saw his disciples and he came to them. And when they were frightened, he immediately said, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. And then he went up into the boat and the wind ceased. When you see Jesus call out to him, cry out to him, and he's going to be there. Even if you don't understand, that's one thing. If you don't understand what you're seeing, if if you're experiencing something, if you're going through something, if you're like, is this God or is this not? Call out and ask him. Say, God, is this you, Jesus? I'm not sure what's going on right now. I'm terrified. I'm afraid. Where are you in this? And he'll answer you. He'll be there. If you don't hear a clear answer, just 
keep walking. Friends, I promise that he is a God that is not setting you up to fail, but he is giving you everything that you need to walk out this life. I promise you, folks, if the if the disciples hadn't seen him or hadn't cried out and he just kept on walking, he would have been waiting for him at the other side and they would have got there just fine. Jesus would have continued to watch over them just because we don't see him, just because it's not in a way we expect doesn't mean that he is not right there watching us, ready to intervene at a moment's notice. But there's times when he lets us just kind of walk some things out because it builds something in us. It builds faith and confidence in us. When you walk through those circumstances that that are difficult, that you walk through them and you just keep your eyes fixed on him saying, God, I don't necessarily feel you right now. I'm not even 100% sure what you're doing, but God, I trust you and I will keep on walking. Friends, that builds faith. You're not going to have this strong faith if it's never tested. You're not going to have this strong faith if you never actually walk it out. So there's going to be times when God's going to let us, he's going to let us struggle a little bit. Our, our culture is so trying to make everything so much easier. We want everything right now. We've got our microbes. We've got our fast food. Um, our GPS tells us right where to go. It tells us exactly how long it's going to take us to be there. It lets us know if there's a car accident that we can avoid. We've got so many things in our lives to make us more comfortable. You've got air conditioning. You've got heating. We've got heated seats. If you don't want to drive, you can call an Uber. You can have them there right now. You can bring you have your groceries delivered to your door so you don't even have to go to the store. Everything in our lives, in our, in our culture, in our society is set up to make things easier. But friends, God's not trying to make your life easier. He's trying to shape you into the purpose you were created for. That's to look like him. He's trying to shape us into his image to reveal his glory on this earth so that everyone would see there is a God who loves them. So it's not about making things easy. If you want an easy walk, if you want an easy journey, you're looking for the, in the wrong place. That's not what Jesus came for. Look at his life. He told us to follow him. Look at his life. He was rejected, ultimately beat and crucified. But he had a purpose. He wanted to redeem us. He wanted to pay the price for our lives so that we could be bought back and know the Father. So if you want a stronger faith, you're going to have to walk through some difficulties. If you're trying to avoid the difficulties, your faith won't grow. It's in the fires. It's in the trials that that we grow. We can learn about him in the easy times, but I promise you, your faith will not grow stronger unless it is tested. So when the trials come, when the testings come, lean into it. Uh, The Bible tells us to consider it pure joy, my friends, when you encounter trials of many kinds. Um, Because those trials build in us, they strengthen our faith. And those are just the things that we have to encounter. So don't pull back. Don't be afraid know that he still says he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. And then you see, as soon as he got, as soon as he came with them and verse 51, then they went up into the boat. He went up into the boat to them and the wind ceased and they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure. And they marveled. Um, I can't imagine what it would have been like to have been sitting in that boat, fighting the winds. You see this ghost that is Jesus walking upon the waves. He calls out, you realize it's not a ghost. It is actually Jesus. He gets into the boat. And everything goes quiet. I can't even begin to imagine what that would have been like. But I promise you, it definitely made a difference in them because they sat back and they marveled like, who is this? Folks, when we look at the Bible and we see the things that Jesus did, we see the miracles that he worked, we see his life lived out in front of us on these pages. Don't just take him as words on a page. Sit back and reflect and soak him in so that you too can be greatly amazed at what you see in Jesus. 
I don't ever open up my Bible and see what Jesus did or how he lived and walk with him. Yeah, okay, whatever. I am continually amazed at what he shows us in his word, what I see him doing in my life, in the life of my family, in the lives of those around me. Folks, if you're not, I'm just going to say this, if you're not in a place where you are seeing God at work around you in the lives of the people around you, you probably need to get some new people around you. Find some place where God is at work. Find some place where you see people pursuing Christ and you see him active in their lives because you can learn from them. It's one thing to sit back and read it and, and beg for it and pray for it. But there's another thing when you can actually see the life of Jesus being lived out in others around you that encourages you. It strengthens you. It gives you something to hold on to and to chase forward. We don't make other people gods, but we're never created to walk alone. So we can be encouraged and learn from others as we see them pursuing Christ. But if you never see Jesus show up in the lives of the life of somebody else around you, you probably need to find some new people around you. Because if you want to pursue Christ, you're going to need that. Verse 52, um, it just says, for they had not, um, though, so 51 says they were amazed. And verse 52 says, for they had not understood about the loaves because their hearts were hardened. <clears throat> Jesus had just fed the, the, the 5,000, 15,000 people and the disciples get in the boat and they freak out at a storm. But now when Jesus comes walking in the storm calms, they're just amazed. They missed something earlier on. It says they had not understood about the loaves because their heart was hardened. The, they didn't have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Their hearts were, were still kind of closed up. They were still stuck in some of those old mindsets. So they couldn't see the great power and authority that Jesus had. I mean, come on. Five loaves and a couple of fish for five, for over 5,000 people. And that is a supernatural power. That is something that stands outside of everything we know and understand. And that's where Jesus works. He, re, he works in those things that are beyond the natural. It's a supernatural God. I'm not talking about ghosts and all that kind of supernatural mumbo jumbo that we see on television. I'm talking about the real, not counterfeited, supernatural power of God at work on this earth in his people because he called us to follow him. He wants to live in us and work through us. He can step in and just do it, but he's most likely not going to. He's going to reach out through us as we follow him. So moving on to verse 53, then he had crossed over. They came to the land of Gennesaret and anchored there. And when they came out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him, ran through that whole surrounding region and began to carry about on beds those who were sick to wherever they heard he was. And whenever he entered a village, cities or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplace and begged that he might just they might just touch the hem of his garment and as many touched him were made well folks people saw jesus and knew there was a supernatural power in him wherever he went they grabbed the sick they grabbed the lame they grabbed the demon possessed and they brought them and just laid them before him that they could just touch the hem of his garment folks he's the same jesus today He's the same Jesus today that healed then, heals now. But the thing is, we've got to get to the point where we're not just saying, oh yeah, that's Jesus. I've read about him. I've learned about him. They had to be close enough. And right here, they had to come to him and be close enough to touch him. And that's where their lives were made well. <clears throat> if, you, if you're not there, grab a friend. Grab somebody. So you've got people in here that were sick. The, the sick people, the lame people, the lame people couldn't walk themselves to Jesus. They had to have somebody help them get there. 
So go ahead and grab some friends, find a Christian brother or sister and say, hey, can you help me get closer to Jesus? I need to get closer to Jesus. We need to work together. But the thing is, we have to come after him because there is a life-changing power in him. If you would just touch the hem of his garment, things would be different. It's not always going to be, oh, yay, I'm healed. Yay, my circumstances are better. But your life will change. You will be more like him the closer you get to him. And folks, as you grow up to look like Christ and you start to walk out the things that he is showing you as his life is manifest and revealed in yours, people are going to notice that. The same Jesus they drag people to here, people will start coming to you. If you live like Christ, people will come to you because they're going to want to know what's in you. What's going on with you? Why are you so different? How come when everything falls apart, you're okay? How come you came into work last week and you were this way, but now you're a totally different person? What is going on? Folks, they will see Jesus in you and they will be drawn to him. Now, they may not all choose to follow him. So many of the people that Jesus healed and things didn't, but I promise you he still impacted their life and made a difference. And maybe years down the road, things were different and they, and they chose to follow him. We don't see all that, but this much I know, they came to Jesus and their lives were transformed. And folks, we've got to have that same Christ in us. He, he wants to live in us. We've just got to get out of our own way so that as our lives transform, I promise you, People will see a difference in you and they will be drawn to the Jesus in you. It may just be for trying to get something from him. But at that point in time, let the power of God out. Pray for someone in their difficulties. If someone's sick, pray for them. Um, Believe that God will heal them. Just step out and don't push people away when they come to you because they're seeing Christ in you. Christ is attractive. And the things that he does draws people to him. Now the price of following him is high. But how many times did people come to him and he still transformed them? Did they still get something from him? He changed their life. They may not have chosen to follow him. But if he kept them all away and only let in the ones that he knew were going to follow, then we wouldn't see what we see. If we push people away because, oh, they're probably not ready. They're not going to, they don't really want God. They just want some good stuff from him. If we push those people away, how are they ever going to be challenged to get past that? If the people that say they have God, keep God from him, how are they ever going to grow? How are they ever going to see him? Folks, we can't keep Jesus cooped up inside of us. I promise you when in the crowds that were crying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, there were probably people that Jesus healed. There were people in that crowd that Jesus touched. They were caught up in the mob and they cried for his crucifixion as well. But he knew it all. He knew what was going to happen and he didn't push them away. Folks, we've got to be willing to just walk out the life that Jesus lived. They drew people. They put people at his feet so they could just touch him. And Jesus didn't push him away. He didn't rebuke him. He didn't say, go away. You just want to feel better. You don't actually want to follow me. We don't see Jesus saying that. He walked and he taught and he spoke the truth, and he raised the bar, and he challenged them. He said, if anyone's going to come after me, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. He told one young man, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, then come and follow me. He said, if you don't hate your mother, father, sister, brother, yes, even your own life, you can't follow me. But yet everyone that came to him, he still touched, he still healed, even though so many did did choose to walk away and not follow him. Some still chose to follow him. It's not our place to figure out who's what and to hold back from the power, but to walk out the life like Jesus lived. And folks, as we seek him, he will give us the power to do that. As we want more of him in our lives, as we put off 
as we put off our old lives, as we put off those things that keep us from him and we pursue him, I promise you that he will draw us closer to him. He will transform us if we just are willing to walk that out. And don't back away from the trials, but press in knowing that he sees us. And at that moment that we need him, he will be there. God, I just thank you that you call us to yourself, that you sent your son as an example for the life that we get to live, that you have given us the supernatural power in the Holy Spirit to just live out this life you have called, that your grace will strengthen us. Your grace enables us to walk forward, not to just live a good life, but to live a life that reveals your son, that reveals your power. Let us live in a way that people look at us and say, there's no earthly way someone can be like that. And they'd be right. It's Jesus. It's supernatural. It's the power of God in us that transforms our lives and makes the difference. Let us walk that out with every breath, every day. Holy Spirit, fill us, guide us. God, give us wisdom. Lord, we need you so that we can look like you. Transform our lives as we yield to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.